What's going on guys? So I just want to let you know that this recording is very different. This is actually a new segment that we were adding post podcast. We already recorded the whole podcast, but before I uploaded, we just got revealed some test footage from Matt Reeves of the Batsuit. Now, uh, I did post a video over on the Bat from the Box channel, my YouTube channel, so if you guys want to go check out my actual reaction to seeing it for the first time, you can go check that out. But this suit looks, I'm going to say, interesting. And I think a lot of people are going to like it. It has some cool elements to it, but I will say we don't see the whole thing. So what were your initial reactions to this, Clay? My initial reaction was uh, because I have a Slack chat with many different channels, uh, one being Comic mm. Book Legion, the other being... Uh, from my other friend's podcast, and I saw on both, they, uh, somebody was saying that Matt Reeves had posted some test footage. So I immediately, uh, I was actually, today is the day before Valentine's Day. I have to mm -hmm. go to work on Valentine's Day, so today is going to be like our Valentine's for me and my wife. So yeah. I basically gave her the day off, and I did everything that she was supposed to do today. So pick mm -hmm. up the kids that she takes care of, drop them off at music class, whatever, theater. And I dropped them off at home and in their in their freaking driveway. I did not leave because they live so far out. If I were to drive away, I would have lost connection. Mm -hmm. So I immediately watched it in their driveway and then immediately called you. And, and that's when I told you, I was like, holy crap, there's footage. You need to you need to freaking watch it. Yeah. Um, but immediately watching it on my phone, uh, my first thoughts and within the first, I think, 10 seconds because that's when you finally get to like see him mm -hmm. i was like is matt reeves making a daredevil movie yeah because it's all red <laughs> yeah so there's like this red hue so we don't know what color the the cow and everything is there's already people making edits yeah i would assume it's black and gray though i don't think it's gonna be blue um yeah no because there's I, already people making edits of like a weird blue for the cow and then, like, somebody put gold for the emblem. It was weird. People are doing all sorts of stuff already. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't been, like, a full two hours. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, people will jump on Photoshop real quick. So, um, yeah. So, the interesting thing is I, you sent me the Casey Walsh tweet, which uh, it says that the bat symbol is made of guns. And it's more than likely the gun that mowed down his parents, yeah, which uh, is Joe pretty Chill. gangster. If, if they're going with the original whatever, you know. Yeah, uh, yes. I wonder if it's going to be him finding his... I mean, obviously, if he found the gun, then that's he, they already got the killer. But I wonder if it's going to have anything to do with his parents at all. A um, lot of people are referencing the Kevin Smith story from Bat, uh, from Detective 1000. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, although it wasn't the actual symbol. It was just built into his armor. Yeah, they, uh, he but, melted you know, it down to protect his entire chest. But yeah. So that would be really interesting, and you know, everybody says that this is a raw, pure, fucking unfiltered kind of Batman movie that we're going to be getting, so, and I haven't heard, I mean, everybody seems pretty excited that's on the cast. I mean, I literally just saw uh, Zoe Kravitz on Hot Ones today, and she was talking about, uh, was she? I've seen a multiple interviews with her recently, she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and she talked about how everybody uh, is on, you know, everybody on set is having a blast, like they just, the story's so good, and they're, they're so excited to be a part of it. And then today, uh, I had texted you about it. They asked her a question on Hot Ones. They're like, what's worse, the X-Men fandom or the Harry Potter fandom? And she immediately said, the Batman fandom. Like, immediately said that they're more intense 
Um, <laughs> because, you know, probably everybody was bitching that, you know, oh, she's not white, Catwoman needs to be white. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, you know, that's what she's heard of. Our issue wasn't that. Our issue was we just wanted a Latina. Yeah, um, for sure. So uh, it was really interesting. But the more and more I see of her, the more and more I think, um, you know, she's going to be a badass in it. Um, I just, you know, I had my preference for the role. Yeah. Anyways, it, this bad suit though is it's very, very Arkham. Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very so, Arkham. Now there is a little bit of a twist with his suit. I I am like putting it on like loop while we're talking, and mm-hmm. he has like a popped collar. Yeah, like, I don't know if I like that behind his. Uh, well, not technically behind, but like if you he look has at a collar. His, he has a collar uh, outside of his cape. And so NFL players use that a lot. Yeah. Um. So it kind of just protects their neck somehow. I don't know which, exactly. Which would make sense. But, I mean, yeah. the one thing that get, gets me, and I, and I just texted you before we actually uh, went live, is everything looks great, but for some reason, his cow looks very, it's like, it's weird. It's I don't know if it's rough or what, you know? No, his cow looks, his cow looks leather. Um, yeah. And I, so this is my issue, and I got to see a full-blown one. And I'm going to be kind of, this is my fear with it. And I think it's why they went with the collar. I think Matt Reeves, because Affleck showed that you can make a full cow and the neck can move. Like they put all this money into being able to have that happen. I think they're bypassing that. I think the neck part is cloth and the upper part of the forehead is going to be hard like metal oh, or whatever no so yeah so the cow's not all one piece so i think that is why there is the neck brace thing that they have on there which is the collar and the stuff behind his neck is going to be fucking cloth and i don't like that so um because that's even less protection in my opinion like you can fucking hit his neck and he's going to be ko'd um, because that's like one of the, the back of your head is like one of your biggest like weaknesses. Like somebody yeah. knocks you in the back, you're done, especially if you get pistol whipped. So I'm pretty sure the back of it's going to be also armored. But the problem is that where his cheek, like right under his ear to his neck looks like it's cloth. And I don't think I'm going to like that even in HD photos, because I think they're like, Oh, he needs to be able to turn his neck and he needs to be able to do all this stuff. Ben Affleck was able to do that just fine. So uh, I don't know what was going on there, um, but I mean, I mean, once I see it in action, maybe that's going to be fine, but I just don't like the way it looks because it makes the head look weird when there's no like connective to the neck, to the cow. It just looks like, you know what, to be honest, it, it could also be very Adam West. Where Adam I was West literally had... looking, I'm looking at a picture yeah. of him right next to Adam West and it's very Adam West. Yeah, so it might actually be where just the front part of his face is hard, like hard plastic or hard metal, and the rest of it else is cloth, which would be fucking awful. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the case. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the, this, the top part of the suit. Because again, if I swear if he's wearing fucking cargo pants or something as his like military pants or whatever, I'm going to be pissed. Because he better not be wearing no fucking pockets and shit like that, like army pants in this thing. He better have some badass armored legs and stuff like that. But the problem is, and we saw this in the show Titans, you can't really get away with these armored suits. Because there's no mobility in them. Like, there's none. 
Like, I don't... Because, like, Zack Snyder had Deathstroke in that badass, like, fighting suit. I'm like, how the fuck is he going to move? All that shit's going to... If you go watch a fight sequence in Titans with Deathstroke, he doesn't move a lot. He doesn't. Like, those fight scenes weren't that great because he couldn't move that much. That's why everybody's like, dude, you should go with the Deathstroke suit that is all, like, one piece where it looks all, like, it looks more, like, straight up a bat suit kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not armored. He looks better armored, that's for sure. But in in reality, you're not able to do that. So I'm worried about what's going to happen here. I want to see the mobility in this. Obviously, they'll CGI whatever they have to CGI. But I'm not feeling the cow, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and Jeffrey Wright, uh, an hour ago, just posted a picture of a uh, spotlight. Oh, really? And, yeah, that's important. No, it doesn't. But it was in response to the the Batman first look. He mm-hmm. retweeted Reeves. So, just, you know, just in, because he is Gordon. Yeah. So, you know, he's turning on the, the light to show Batman. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so this is test footage or camera test footage. We should mention that a lot. Uh, so, this doesn't mean it's the final product. It doesn't mean that this is exactly what it's going to look like. But I I made a comment in my video that I think they're probably about to start filming outside, so they want to get yeah. ahead of the blurry photos. But also, uh, the music that's in there, that is the mm-hmm. theme. That is the Batman theme. He confirmed that? Yeah, uh, the... the uh, uh, oh my gosh, what, what a composer. The composer? The composer retweeted and said, hey guys, that is my... Because I am even going to Matt Reeves... Uh, Twitter right now I just mm-hmm. recently did it and he retweeted it already yeah um I need to hear more of that I don't know it, I mean, it fits with the test but I don't know if I want that to be the theme of Batman yeah he says yes folks that's my music in the video Matt just sent out enjoy yeah I don't know if, if I like that as an actual theme it sounds cool well, but... well the thing is uh j- just recently I listened to an interview for the composer of Harley Quinn and he said, you know, mm-hmm. there is a there is a basic formula for Batman that mm-hmm. every composer follows. And listening to it over and over again, this little test footage, you can definitely hear like the small moments of like, oh yeah, you know, I feel like I've heard, you know, something like this in every Batman theme. Yeah. So it it has those beats, but I would like to hear like the full 3 to 5 minute theme. To yeah. really see what it is, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, like I said, I'm not feeling the cow. Uh, the suit looks cool, uh, but is it going to be like different gray tones? I don't know if I'll like that because like, it, it, like, let's go from the chest to the shoulder pads, right? I feel like the shoulder pads could be a darker gray and the chest is going to be like light gray. I don't want to have a bunch of grays on this suit. I want it to be all one solid color and the cow to be one solid color and then that's it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't like, you know, obviously the story, the acting, everything that happens in the movie is really what's going to carry it. But of course, a badass looking bat suit can always, you know, really get things over. I like the idea of the guns as a bat symbol. That's pretty cool. But I don't know. I, I definitely don't like the cow. I'll say that 100%. Um, from what we see, maybe it'll maybe I'll change my mind when they drop you know HD photos. But just knowing that the neck is actually like cloth and not uh, not full blown like hard material or just like leather is kind of annoying in my opinion. I don't think yeah. it looks good. 
because it, it's just two different types of like I don't know it just doesn't look smooth or I don't know how to how to say it um better than that like it goes from like a hard bumpy surface to a thin surface to another bumpy surface for the cape and I just I don't know how I don't think I like it so again somebody, you know <laughs> somebody just uh tweeted if this detaches and becomes a battering I'm gonna screen in the theater the, that would what, be weird symbols? yeah that would be weird I mean the symbols could why I don't see why they wouldn't I mean if he can use them as a weapon they look like they pop out to be honest yeah um but yeah i mean we'll have to wait and see i mean will they make this like mechanical will it be able to go you know like like move? just like in the in the yeah, game just like in the game so i mean if there was a bat suit under this that'd be kind of cool but maybe they're going with this bulky uh you know armored style because uh he is a uh, puny right now so you know we'll, we'll see how that goes because he's not like i said he's not a thick dude he's not he's not buff or anything right now so they're probably like you know what it's fine. You don't have to be buff because we're going with this armored style, so it's not gonna matter. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Again, uh, only my only issue with it is the cow. We don't really get to see the ears. I don't. You told me there were pointy ears, but I don't see that. I don't see how you even saw that. Well, I said they were small ears, and I think more so. I you see it when he's walking up in the very beginning when it's blurry. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see anything like really heavily protruding. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they're going with the short years. That's know, my man. assumption. I that, yeah, I think that's uh, you're just assuming there because the only thing you can really tell because I'm looking at it right now is he's looking down like this, so you see the shininess of his head. So the cow definitely goes from the back, the front to the back. Okay, I, I see. I so yeah, so around the 10 second mark, he starts to move up and to where you. He could have easily like yeah. moved up, and then you could have seen like actual like size to the ears. So, yeah, so I but don't know. I don't think you can really tell right now. No, the, no, that's what I'm saying. Like you could have, yeah. but because of the camera angle, you can't. So, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I think that this suit would work best. Like just seeing from what it is, I think it would mm-hmm. work best with short ears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see it. They're going very Arkham Knight. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, man, because the only thing I have, I'm worried about is the neck part, because I, I feel like it's going to look really stupid, uh, if it goes, some one of my friends, I, I posted this, he was like, it looks like Daredevil, and, uh, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, it, like, yeah. it definitely I does, like, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, well, let's not forget that Daredevil's actually Red Batman, so nobody started throwing that out there, <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first look of this. We're going to get you back over to the actual podcast now because uh, we we didn't want to wait a whole week to talk about this. So we're just adding this onto the podcast, which was already a pretty decently long podcast. So enjoy the rest of this. Hope your day is going well. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this. But there's the first look at Mad Reeves Batman. If you want to see any more of this, go over to my Back from the Box channel. Check out my first reaction. But uh, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> News Weekly. The first thing we actually do need to talk about is that we are still in the minority of the Birds of Prey reviews. So obviously our last podcast was all about Birds of Prey, the majority of it. We did talk about some comics at the end of it, but uh, we are actually in the minority here because the majority likes this film. It likes the film, but there's a weird backlash, even though... There's positive reviews. 
and the box office isn't showing that people like it. Yeah. But I I am actually somebody that unlike Joker because everybody's gonna be like, well, Joker did it, uh, Deadpool did it. Uh, everybody's gonna say that those movies were rated R and they did well at the box office. But I'd argue that Joker one, it's the Joker. And everybody knows he's very brutal and crazy and whatever, so you expect that from him. So yeah. in our rating, that ain't going to bother nobody. At the same time, there was so much controversy around it that I think a lot of people were like, I'm seeing that fucking movie. Like, I have to see that fucking movie. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think that this controversy for mm-hmm. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, um, yeah. which is the what new title. Well, the fact that it has like a weak box office. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm i talking in the sense that I don't think the because I think the biggest like a lot of people, whether you, you know, you we do the fanboy wars or whatever, just people that yeah. don't like the birds of prey are going to say that it's not an excuse for the R rating hurting the box office. And I actually think it is. Yeah, I think there is a lot of younger girls and stuff that are OK to go watch a PG-13, but can't go watch a rated R movie would be watching this movie because they like Harley. True. And I even had a friend of mine who is, you know, who is very iffy on rated R movies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he he even told people that were questioning going to see it. He's like, if if you don't mind language, this is a PG-13 movie with an with an R, you know, with a set R rating. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I personally think the R rating is hurting a little bit. Maybe like 10% yeah. is hurting it. I don't yeah. think it's I, the majority. I, I don't think it's the majority either. No. Yeah, but I do I do think it has somewhat of an effect. I do think the title is very confusing, which we have seen that it actually changed, um, you know, to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey is yes. what it's called now because it is more of a Harley Quinn movie. Now, I know a lot of people out there, you know, the people that want this movie to fail, the people that are going to hate this and be like, oh, see, it's so bad they had to change the freaking title. This is not the first time a movie has had its title changed. Indiana Jones had its title changed. Oh, uh, yeah. Freaking, um, what was it? That Tom Cruise movie with, uh, what's her face? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow was changed to Live, Die, Repeat. So yeah. there's been plenty of movies that have had their titles changed. And that have actually, Star Wars had its title changed from Star Wars to Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. Granted, that was a lot later, but titles have had, their movies have had their titles changed. So, um, this was probably one of the quickest, maybe. Probably. But, um, but I, I do think it was just a fail on DC's part to, just marketing-wise. Like, you, it should have had Harley Quinn in the title. For Although sure. Although it was in that very fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which was just kind of ridiculous. Um, I get what they were trying to do, but it just, it was the whatever. But yeah. anyways, the, the biggest idea here is we're in the minority because audience reviews came out after we did our review. Critic reviews came out after we did our review. And it's in the 80s still. See, uh, it was... my thing is, I just, I just realized this. Mm-hmm. In the actual movie, spoiler alert, uh-huh. the title comes up. Yeah, as oh yeah, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, and yeah, then it's written at that point. It, yeah. it really doesn't, it, but I mean, I just yeah. think it's funny that the title changed and they can't change the film at this point. You know? Yeah, for those for the people that uh, are listening to this podcast but don't watch my YouTube, excuse me, I got the burps. Uh, I did actually drop a ten worst top ten worst things about Birds of Prey. If you want to go check that out, it's a lot more opinionated on that as well. Uh, I've had some people in the comments there say they won't watch the film, and other people have said, oh, you know what, I'm actually, I enjoyed it because of this, this, and this. 
and uh, whatever. So there's been differing opinions on it, which I think is pretty interesting. Some people have kind of went back to the whole race thing, which are like, oh, why is Black Canary Black? I was like, all right, I'm not going to listen to you. Let's just go ahead and push that to the side. Um, but for, for the most part, like it's interesting perspectives. So if you want to see some more Birds of Break content, definitely go to my channel for that. Um, but I had some people say, because I know I mentioned it on the review, that uh, they said that Harley Quinn actually mentions the sandwich multiple times throughout the movie. I, I don't, don't remember, remember it being multiple times. Yeah, so I I don't know. If, if I'm extremely bored tomorrow, I might fuck around and go watch that movie again. Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> but, um, I mean, because, like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know why. Like, my brain's telling me, like, why? How? Why are you in the minority here? Like, but I will say this to maybe shine some light onto this. And this isn't me trying to, like, turn over and be like, oh, it's actually a good film. Because I still think it's trash. Um, but uh, I do love, the, I, again, I love the actors. I love the cast. I love all of that. I just thought the story was terrible. Uh, but... I read an interview, or I should say a Q&A, with uh, Christina Hudson, who is the writer of this movie. And crazily enough, we, we heard rumors that, Har- that Harley Quinn, that Margot Robbie actually pitched this idea around the time Suicide Squad got greenlit. And was get- about to go into production, about to do all that stuff. So, this movie was actually being written before Deadpool even came out. So, people were saying that Deadpool, you know, Deadpool came out in 2016... This was already being written in 2015. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy because a lot of people are like, it's copying Deadpool, it's copying Deadpool. Well, they were already kind of going with this. And I, you know, uh, you know, Hudson and I, I saw a bunch of other interviews after this that apparently Margot did a lot of research for Harley Quinn. Like she was like, she got a bunch of books and she was like, I wasn't going to read them all. She was like, but then I, then I found myself reading all of them. <laughs> and so she read like, you know, uh, they read Birds of Prey stuff, which is like the Chuck Dix- Dixon stuff. They read yeah. Gail Simone stuff. They read like a lot of Suicide Squad. So they they had a variety of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey when they were writing this. So I thought it was very interesting. But they did say, which was my theory and which I thought a lot of people were going to come to the defense of this movie with, that they did not want to go with the linear story. They wanted the all over the place because Harley Quinn is kind of all over the place. And that is the style of the movie. And that's what I felt was going to happen. I felt like maybe they thought it was okay because she is so like, oh, what's up, Mr. J? And like just going all over the place and like, oh, remember that one time we did this? And uh, But unfortunately, that doesn't always work. I feel like the only time a nonlinear story works is like a thriller yeah. or like a mystery story. You know what I mean? That wasn't this. Yeah. And um, so I could see where they were trying to come from. And like I said, that was in my conclusion. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what people are going to say. Well, it turns out that's exactly what they were trying to go for. So, and all of these ideas and stuff, you know, they got pulled. They were researched. I just don't... They didn't say anything about Cassandra Cain. That's the one thing I would ask her. and be like, what the hell was your fucking idea with Cassandra Cain? You know what I mean? Um, because we've, you know, you and I have talked to multiple different people that have said they could have just named her something different and this would have been a oh, ten times better movie. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what was going on there, and um, obviously this interview was probably before the movie came out, yeah. or right when the premiere was happening or something like that, so I don't know. She didn't mention anything about things being changed, like, you know, we have the rumors of there being a dick pic in the diamond and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, so I don't know really where this was going, but it is interesting to know that this was in production in 2015, so... If you want to go ahead and, because people, because the one thing I know is like, oh, DC's going back down. 
actually, if this was being written in 2015, we were still getting shitty DC movies then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've changed since that time. But so, you don't think it was, like, revisited at all? Like, once it was finished being written? Well, I don't know, because Margot Robbie's an executive producer on this. And yeah. if this was her idea, she's going to keep it her way. You know what I mean? Like, again, if you want to go to the Snyder thing, he just dipped. And, you yeah. know, like, he wasn't, like, hardcore. He's fighting for it now, but, I mean, that's kind of over. So it's kind of just whatever. You say but, it's over. No, it's, <laughs> it's over. Let it go. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that um, Suicide Squad. I mean, that Suicide Squad. I wanted to bring up that Bird's Prey stuff just to kind of, you know, put it out there that, you know, we are in the minority. And we said, you know, if you guys like this, that's, I don't know if we said it on the podcast, because I think we did a lot of just like, nah. but I said it in my video. I was like, if you guys enjoyed this, if you like it, that's awesome. I just personally didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I never want to throw out my opinion to be like, that's the only way people could see it. Yeah. I understand that there are a lot of people that just love Harley Quinn and will love this mm-hmm. movie. And I applaud them. I yeah. absolutely applaud them for finding joy in a movie. Uh, that I can't because in in some small way I'm jealous yeah. because I would really love to enjoy a movie like that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. But yeah, you know, it's to each their own, and and yeah, I applaud for sure. that for sure. Uh, one of the interesting things when I saw because I've been watching a lot of Birds of Prey videos just to kind of see like is there something I'm missing? Blah blah blah. I've been watching a lot of their interviews because they're do- obviously doing a press tour right now, and uh, they asked Margot Robbie like you know what was the biggest things about you know Harley Quinn. And interestingly enough, she was like, she was like, she was all, she went into forums, man. So she did her research. Like she actually went into forums to see why people like Harley so much. So I got to give that to Robbie. Like she's actually doing her work. And I like that. And um, she said the one thing she couldn't like understand is why people could root for a character that is like loves being abused by somebody like the Joker. And uh, one of her, she took, I don't know if she talked to a therapist or a psychologist or something like that. They they offered her like a book. They're like, you should read this. And she, that's when she started learning about like codependency and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she actually started reading books because she wanted to know that side of Harley too. Like the educated side of Harley. So it's really interesting. Like she that's, actually did her work. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. Like I understand yeah. there, if I, I actually saw it today, there was a compilation mm-hmm. of photos of all of the famous comic book actors reading the oh man is that a soda yeah oh, come on man. man big red in glass not plastic oh, man. just throwing that out there <laughs> save the planet protect the environment yeah. but uh but i saw this compilation of all the famous actors reading the comic books of the characters they were playing we see yeah. that all the time uh mm-hmm. but to actually go deeper into a character as far as to go into the psychology of the character that is actually yeah. really cool and i would yeah. like to see more of that and it's really hard to to do that sometimes but mm-hmm. you know it's as simple as you know like margo just yeah picking up a book just doing it yeah for sure so we have a lot of entertainment news like a lot and there might be stuff you've heard of or not heard of so i'm just gonna go down the list all right cool but tying, yeah, let's into, go. tying into birds of prey and we just had the oscars recently a uh, shout out. One thing we'll get that away since I mentioned the Oscars. Joker winning best uh, yeah. score, and uh, you know Joaquin Phoenix taking it home for best actor. Which there was nobody in his league this year. Like honestly, and I know we're we're comic book fans and we love it. No, 
purely as somebody that watches film, nobody was on his level. Yeah, you like, know, that I, Joker performance. Watching mm. watching the films that I did last year, you know, because it was for 2019. Um, the mm. only one I think I saw that was competing against him was Leo's uh, Once Upon a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it, yeah. it was not even there. That was not an even playing field whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, with how great yeah. his performance was in Joker, so I yeah, applaud so. him as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. I didn't get to see his expect uh, 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 acceptance speech. I don't know if it went off yeah. the rails like the other ones did, but well, I mean, he's he talked about his like not political views, but like how we should you know treat each other. I think the right? environment and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's a good interview, but he gets a little sidetracked because I think he starts thinking about his brother at the end. Uh, he gets a quote that his brother wrote, and I think his brother died somehow. I don't, yeah, I don't know it's uh, uh, that was. Uh, Oh my gosh! If anybody has band or something, if anybody has seen uh uh the the movie Stand by Me, no, no, no. oh Stand by Me, yeah, okay. uh, he also played the young Indiana Jones. Oh okay, yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. really great actor. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, but anyways, so that um you know that was his speech, and so congrats to the Joker team, you know, on all their success at the Suicide Squad. But with, going back to Birds of Prey, at the Oscars, uh. Caitlin De- Dever, Dever, Caitlin Dever, uh, who is in uh, what is it, Smart Girls? I think that was the oh, movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She was one of the. She was the uh, thinner girl. Uh-huh. I, I don't know the other girl's name. Yeah. Um. So I'm just trying to give descriptions here. Um. She was the thinner girl in that one, because I didn't watch the movie. It but, was a great uh, they movie. Asked her, Hilarious. Was it? Yeah. I heard it was awesome. I just never watched. Are you it. Are you saying but, that she should play Batgirl? That's what they asked her oh, because apparently these are rumors. So, that but would this be is the awesome. interesting thing. So they they asked her like, what are what are these Batgirl rumors that we're hearing? And she's like, I'm down. She's like, I'm totally down with it. But she's like, I've talked to nobody. Like, I'm not. I'm trying to ruin she, anything. Uh, she's gotten really famous over the once. It was once a Fox show. I think it moved to a mm-hmm. different network. But Last Man Standing with uh, Tim Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she plays the youngest daughter. Of course, she was in Get Smart, and she also uh, is a voice actor. Is so she, she uh, she also played the eventual spoilers for a game that is yeah. like five years old. But she mm-hmm. eventually played the daughter of uh, Nathan Drake in the fourth oh. uh, 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 Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting. Uh, so yeah. I was I actually was watching Last Man Standing for the longest time. And then um, I just know like it I was watching it before politics got into it. Yeah, it got then, really like, started, it got it yeah. got really political. I will say I was watching it as well for the first like mm-hmm. three or four seasons and it yeah. was hilarious. But No, the- it was good and I'm a Tim Allen fan. Yeah, I enjoy same. him. But, you know, uh, and it's funny, this might be a little biased because I've definitely watched shows that are more leaning towards my ideals mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, oh, that's fine. But, you know, it's just at the same time, I think it was gone for like a year or something like that. It was gone for and about a, that's when for I a year, off. year and a half. But for me, yeah. to, to be honest, and I know we're going on a little bit of a tangent, yeah. but whenever it becomes a political show that gets like blasted through the internet that's yeah. when it's usually like even if it's my own views or whatever i'm just like ah this yeah. is getting too much and so yeah. I'll, I'll back off of it which i have I see, but it's yeah, still it's at, still those first few seasons are gold. for sure and i think yeah well i'll end the tangent right here um but i think it's when 
you don't bring in the real world politics because I think he's like, oh, the real president is that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a show that has fake presidents that lean one way or another, I'm like, okay, I can believe that because this is a fake show. Yeah. When you start bringing in the real world stuff, I'm just like, ah, okay, I'm kind of whatever. Yeah, for um, sure. So I, and I, and that can go both ways, especially depending on how preachy you are in the show. It everything will turn me off. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, speaking about preachy, I have a clay a podcast coming out this week so uh by the time it should be out by the time this podcast drops so we'll, oh we'll sweet more out at the end of the i'm gonna i'm gonna make uh i'm gonna make abby listen to that one nice uh but anyways uh back to the batgirl stuff yeah so she is rumored to be batgirl that she was asked this on the red carpet at the oscars now the interesting thing about this is she's hella white yeah and she's a redhead yeah so if uh, if we're sticking with the comic book accurate, as some people would say, Batgirl, what the fuck does this mean for Batman? Because Jeffrey Wright, a.k.a. Jim Gordon, is black. Adopted. So, and you know what? I wouldn't mind that. Wait, because... well, isn't in the comics, isn't mm -hmm. the brother adopted or is it another mother? No. It's another okay, mother. Okay, so check this out. Check, I forget what issue it is. Or uh, in the older comics, Barbara wasn't always his daughter. So depending on how Matt Reeves wants to go, it was his niece. Oh. So depending on where Matt Reeves wants to go, but you could still be comic book accurate. I feel here. like there would be a lot of people that would really hate oh, it. Still, pissed. still, yeah. But see, and this is this is where hypocrisy and bias bullshit comes in. Because some people would be like, oh, that's bullshit. They wanted to keep her white with red hair uh, when instead of they're robbing that from, you know, a black actress or whatever. Hey, if we want to be PC or not politically correct or whatever, fucking black people adopt white people. White people adopt black people. All pe people adopt children. Like, everybody just has a heart and they're just like, you know what? I want to help these kids that need a better life or whatever. Yeah. You have no, we would have no idea what the situation with Barbara Gordon is to this Jim Gordon, whether they're black and white or whatever. So, you know, for anybody that's all like, oh, this is fucking bullshit, she should be, bad girl should be black. If they bring in an adoption thing, I'm not going to be mad about that because, hey, if there's a kid like, oh, shit, that kid got adopted. Adopted no. kids are kids too. Yeah. Like, I just think it would be, <laughs> I, I, I hate, you know, I'm all about diversity. I'm all about, like, inclusion. But, you know what? Not everybody's story fits the same way. Well, and, and honestly, with if they went that route with the adoption or, you mm -hmm. know, even in the sense of being her being an, uh, a niece, you know, if yeah. let's say the parents weren't all that great and for some reason Gordon is having to take care of her so that way they're yeah. in a more, uh, uh, you know, special relationship Diverse. or whatever, yeah. uh, you could, you know, you can do that. You can put it in a, in a way that she has a kind of abusive relationship with her parents yeah. and then have Gordon come in and then there's there's heart in that story. So yeah. even then, I think it would still be a good a good way to go. Yeah, and you could definitely I mean it could be that, you know, maybe his partner's was murdered and that was his daughter and he didn't want her to go into a foster home so he adopts her when she was very young. Yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, it adds into stuff like that. You can tell stories with different races that are in a family. I mean, that's America. America is very diverse. There are a lot of families. We, hell, I mean, you may not like the guy, but we know Brian Michael Bendis yeah. is somebody that has a very diverse family. I actually so, was talking about that just the other day, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I was just very interested to see, like, oh, shit. 
I did not know there were these rumors coming out about Batgirl. Now, going back to some other rumors we used to hear, we heard that Batgirl would be dependent on the success of Birds of Prey. Yeah. And Birds of Prey is not doing very well. Now, so, I know that a lot of people are saying that it's not doing well in America. Well, but, to be completely honest, if it was doing very well everywhere else, yeah. the numbers would still show. Now, I know yeah. that I think within, f- like, Friday, Saturday, no, 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 probably Saturday, Sunday, I think it mm-hmm. made, cl- like, pretty damn close to its budget because of international. So, yeah, it's safe to say by this time they've already made their budget. They're, they broke even or technically I, I can't even say break even because of marketing. Yeah. So I, I still it's only think at 85 million worldwide right now. Really? So, uh, and I think budget was like 87 or 91, something like that. Yeah. Somewhere so in that ballpark. Been. So we'll see what happens after this weekend. Uh, but Sonic's going to take the box actually, office. <laughs> box office. Mojo actually has it as a uh, birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn still. Huh. So that's interesting. Although I saw it changed earlier. I don't know why it went back to that. It was actually Harley Quinn. So that's weird. <laughs> WB anyways, announces um, the return of original yeah, name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there's that. So, uh, you know, possible bad girl rumored out there. I don't know, you know, come with a grain of salt. I don't know who the source of that was, but I just know it was asked during the Oscars. She said she'd be down. I've never seen that movie. I've never really seen her or anything. Well, like, apparently I guess I have since I've seen uh, Last Man Standing, but... Anyways, so there's that. Uh, sticking with the Harley Quinn thing, we got some Suicide Squad updates. Yeah. One of them being that some photos and videos have come out of Harley Quinn and James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I haven't seen the videos. She's... Okay, so the video is the, f- the photo I sent you is the video. That was a video. Oh, I just okay. took a screen cut. Yeah. Um, and uh, this video that came out was actually Harley Quinn leaving a building in a red dress, p- pigtails. The pigtails are not blue and red. They're black and red. She's in a red dress, black combat boots, and she has a javelin. Well, and she's she, getting in a taxi. I think that, in my mind, when I saw the javelin, uh-huh. I'm thinking of javelin from you know the actual uh, cast. I yeah. think that quite possibly, this could mm-hmm. be Harley orders by Amanda Waller to yeah. like take evidence away from whatever police station that may have gotten confiscated. Well, so. Uh, this is interesting. So more photos came out today uh-huh. of Harley, I think, pre that photo, because she's like in an elegant red dress. I did see and those I'm as well. About, okay. So she looks very elegant in those. Her hair's up in a bun and all that kind of jazz. So I think they're going to a gala, and she needs to get information, and then it's going to go to shit, and then it's going to go Oh, up. so maybe, because- maybe she's in charge of grabbing everybody's weapons for some reason? I don't know. So this is my thing. The rumor was that, because if I'm not, is Javelin, I think Javelin's being played by, um, what's his name? Oh, man, I, I used to watch his YouTube videos. Fusa? Fuzi? Fuz- no, not Fuzi. Um, oh, my God. The, the Russian guy, I think his name, a German guy. Um, but whatever. Uh, the German, he's a YouTuber. I can't believe I'm like forgetting his name right now. But anyways, Flula. Flula Borg. Okay, that is who is going to be Javelin. Um, but anyways, I think uh, the rumor was that he he was going to be a love interest to somebody, could be a love interest to Harley. And maybe he huh. died, she has his Javelin, blah, blah, blah. Be very interesting to see. 
That would be because, interesting. Because Harley is like, we've seen her in multiple things. She does. She's not somebody that uh, is, you know, she she's done with the Joker. So she doesn't have to be in a certain, you know, freaking bucket. She can date whoever she wants. And that would be really interesting to see. Whoops. Sorry. Uh, you know, maybe that's something to do. Or maybe she just, you know, has his javelin because he just died and she needed a weapon. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, but it'll be very interesting to see where they're going to go with that. So there have been photos that have come out. So it looks like Harley is going to be black and red, which I'm all for. Instead and of the red and blue? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've enjoyed the new 52. You know, that was bad. She did a cool little thing, um, you know, for the first Suicide Squad. But I will say that I, I've always preferred the black and red. And I hope she's going to have a more, like, combat. She did have combat boots. So maybe she's going to have a combat outfit with, like, the jacket and everything, which I'm hoping for. That would be which awesome. would be really awesome. So, we'll see where that goes. Um, besides that, besides Harley, we actually have... We've gotten video footage of John Cena on set and Idris Elba, like, doing stunts or something like that. Oh, really? So, John nice. Cena was just in the streets, and somebody was like, John Cena... No, 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 actually, the video was John Cena was in the streets, like, just standing there, like, I guess, talking between sets. And somebody started playing his WWE music, and it was all... Bah, bah, da, bah. And he was like looking around. He was like, "Hey, what's up?" Because <laughs> they were like in like just a neighborhood. Yeah. And so like these people were up in the upper like you know um, apartments or whatever. Started playing his music, and he was like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" That's so, awesome. So uh, that was that was a funny little video. <laughs> and then the other video of Idris Alba, he was like propelling down a building or like doing some kind of practicing for a stunt. So they were all in street clothes. So nothing has been given away here. We know nothing what these guys are, what their roles are. Yeah. So um, I think all costume stuff is being kept indoors because I think James Gunn will be the first one to tweet out a photo or on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, he's, when they're he's in full very, costume. he, you know, we have seen it, you know, ever since the announcement of Suicide Squad and pretty much any announcement for anything of his projects, he is yeah. very verbal on social media he is verbal on instagram uh not so much twitter anymore of course uh but instagram he you know you had are very heavily uh watching his q a's i need to start freaking watching those as well but Mm -hmm. he's he's a very social guy and so i think that you're right i think that he will have first dibs on that first look at the actual cast and costume and it will be awesome yeah, I think it's going to be pretty dope. Also, I think Harley, and it's been said before, Harley's going to have a huge role in this movie. And I think he, apparently he read the Birds of Prey script, so that could transfer over to his movie. So she's still going to be emancipated and all that jazz. And um, I think he's like really going to have some cool shit for Harley in this movie. Or at least it seems that way. It seems like he's, she's the new Groot, is basically what it seems like. Yeah. And he loved Groot. Because he's been he's been on his Instagram stories, everybody's doing fan art of Groot and Harley. Everybody's just making all this fan art for them too. And obviously they're different brands, but James Gunn is just promoting the hell out of it. That's awesome. So I think uh, and he all the stuff he's filming right now is all with Harley. And he had there's been some photos taken of him like with Margot Robbie. She was hanging out with him before this like stuff even like uh, started production. I guess because I don't know if she's friends with uh, if she's friends with her, his wife or all that jazz. I don't know what the deal is, but they've been hanging out before. So um, I think she's gonna have a huge role in this movie, nice. and uh, you know I'm interested to see where they're gonna go because this will be Harley's third movie out of the 
not well at the time when that comes out ninth or tenth dc movie harley will be in three of them already nice so you know that'll be pretty interesting and you know Margot seems to love harley so this is awesome uh so there's all the suicide squad news but we're still not done because we got some batman news with peter sarsgaard uh he was asked about uh his role in batman Again, and he brought up the whole like yeah, he brought up the whole like pixie thing again, saying that the movie's raw and uncut and all this kind of stuff. Which I don't know what he's trying to get to there. I guess he's still comparing it to the pixies, but uh, he's kind of like saying that yeah, that's what it you know brought him to this movie and like what he loved about it so much, and he thinks it's gonna be something great. So there's still all this praise about Matt Reeves' script, um, but he was playing kind of coy with uh his role because they were asking him like they're like oh so you're not like harvey dan he's like yeah um and he was just not really giving an answer when they were like straight up asking him like oh yeah are you gonna be harvey dan uh because let's see what he said um oh he said uh jessica shaw theories about him playing dan he says wow cool very interesting and so he was just giving answers like that he didn't say like no i'm not harvey dent or no i'm not this but that kind of brings me to the idea of i'm gonna hate if they just change two-face's name yeah like, I will really hate that if he is this Daniel Cole or whatever the hell this guy's name's gonna be. Well, I mean, that's the same thing we were we were kind of saying with uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Dino playing uh Edward Nigma instead of Nigma. Yeah. It's uh, uh, yeah, I can't even weird. freaking remember. But it's it's not what most people would genuinely remember being the Riddler. So yeah, um. I guess this could be his take on being different than yeah. all the other comic book films, but I still think he should slow his roll if that's the route he's taking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I especially don't come out and say this is going to be the most, like, comic book accurate or comic book faithful movie and you're changing all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, come on, don't don't use those words. Yeah, for sure. Um, granted, you still give us fucking Batman with wide eyes. Nobody's going to give a fuck. <laughs> so you know what it's just kind of whatever but yeah so he's playing coy there what i'm hoping and i don't know if studios would do this and maybe they would but because uh, it is a press release so you would think those are going to be all truthful maybe they're just lying to us maybe he's going to be a commission he's going to be the da they're just giving us a fake name yeah and when we come to the movies his name's harvey dent so you know what maybe because maybe they don't want to give that away maybe they don't want to give away that his name's two-face um but, you know, we'll see what happens. I think, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I think he could probably be a really cool Two-Face, but I don't want his name to not be Harvey Dent, because I think that would just be kind of crap, in my opinion. So, uh, that is all the entertainment news that we have. I don't know if you have anything that popped up. Yeah, You no, were off today. No, so. it, I, I was kind of just, you know, scouring more so with comic book stuff, just because yeah. today was the announcement of the uh, Death Metal with yeah. uh so let's hold up on that because we got video game news so no way we, we do we have the video game news this comes from a website that we don't really like to promote that much anymore because their scoops lately have been kind of hit or miss but this does come from geeks worldwide and it was an exclusive from them and remember they are the ones that said they've seen a trailer for this game already so they say that the new batman is going to be a reboot or a soft reboot of the arkham series did we not talk about this we didn't talk about this on the i don't think we talked about this last week okay so i i have read this i have i this have came out on the fourth yeah i have and seen we this. 
Yeah. Okay. So this comes out on that. Yeah. So the new game is going to be a soft reboot, is what they're saying, and it might tie into a video game universe. Did you see what so, else it said though? Uh, I don't know. That it's going to be introduced. It's going to be introducing a new feature that has never been done in an Arkham game. Uh, I hope it's free roam. <laughs> Well, I mean, free roam was technically something that Arkham did. I don't consider but... a game free roam if you can't go anywhere you want. Okay. Well, now, if you keep reading and scour that article, it actually says that there's a possibility that uh, they're going to be introducing a co-op in this game. Mm -hmm. So, I that think that is pretty cool. Okay. I'm just calling this now. Nobody's taking Batman from me. In this damn game and we're playing together. Hey, you know exactly who I want to be. If it's the Bat family. Alfred? Alfred. Everybody wants to be Alfred. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Is that supposed to be so a yeah, joke that I don't do anything in Apex? Thing. The what? I said, is that supposed to be a joke that I don't do anything in Apex? No, Alfred <laughs> does more than you do in Apex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> freaking. Uh, so that is what we're hearing about the new Arkham game. And Vinny, if you're listening to this, it still has to do with the Arkham game, even if it's a soft reboot. So I win the bet still. All right, Vinny, if you're listening to this podcast, it's, it's still I win it's the bet. still an Arkham franchise. So it, it is still it in the game. It's made by the count. same people. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, people aren't gonna get that. But whatever, I don't need them to. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, some of the news. That, that's all it says is that it'll be a soft reboot, and then it says. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Shortly after its release this fall, it will be followed up by the next-gen DC game from the creators of Batman Arkham franchise, Rocksteady Studios. The roadmap from there is foggy. Sources have said that the next-gen Superman game, not Rocksteady, is also in the works at WB, but nothing is confirmed yet. So a lot of people are believing that DC, or I should say Warner Bros. or whatever, is going to try to make their own kind of like video game universe i really hope so, so you would have you would have batman you'd have wonder woman you'd have uh the, re the reason Superman. why the reason why i would really hope so is because marvel has dropped the ball from the with their video game or their mobile game graphics well yeah with the amazing game that is spider-man ps4 and then going straight to an avengers game that looked really 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 crappy yeah and not only that they hinted at freaking loot boxes that you can purchase for cosmetics. Ooh. Well, I mean, I, I can't say anything against that. I buy those for Apex all the time. Yeah, but the thing is, Apex is a competitive game. You know, it's yeah. cool to look different in a competitive game. This mm -hmm. is a like a one-to-co-op player game that isn't like online. Like, this is just oh, yeah. a two-player game that has a story. And to have... Yeah loot boxes that they encourage you to pay for is mm. kind of dumb yeah. for a one-player yeah, game so th that should be dlc stuff exactly and yeah. i i will be honest i am a comic book franchise fan so i like both mm. marvel and dc of course i lean more towards marvel uh knowing huh? i mean sorry dc did I say Marvel? Jesus. Yeah. Get off this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I lean more towards DC. <laughs> sorry. Uh, and I I always thought it was really cool because I don't know if you remember this game, but DC actually had a Justice League game way back in the PlayStation 2 PS Vita or PSP uh, realm 
of mm, video games. I don't remember this. Was this one of those random-ass ones that kind of looks like the Marvel Alliance kind of Yes. Oh, okay. It was yeah. exactly that, but it had a pretty good story and had mm-hmm. some really awesome characters that you could play as. And you could was play it as... Was DC Online? Are you talking about that? No, no, no. I'm ta- it, was called, oh. it was called DC uh, Legacy, I think. Oh, yeah, I never played or it was no no it was called Justice League Legacy or something. Isn't that a mobile game now? Uh hold on. Maybe I'm getting all my know. games confused. I'm gonna do a quick yeah, search. Confused. Anyways, finish your thought though. Finish your thought. But it even had like characters like Batman Beyond, it had Kyle yeah. Rayner for the Green Lantern stuff, it had uh mm. Green Arrow. Uh but it was like I said, it was a cool game. Yeah. That even though, yes, it was the competition for marvel ultimate alliance because that came out first it was Mm -hmm. still a game that like showed me that holy crap like dc can actually do this if they really wanted to so i really want this to be true that there be an actual you know universe so that way we can't just be like oh when's the next batman game when's the next batman game when's the next like knowing that ooh, wonder woman's coming flash is coming Mm -hmm. green lantern is coming it was called Justice yeah. League Heroes. That's what it was called. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my thing is, I just want each game to be unique in itself. I don't want them to all feel the same, though. Yes. But here, I was talking to a friend of mine, because I was telling a friend of mine about the new Batman game today, actually, because uh, it's my friend that I lent Odyssey to, and he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Su- super hyped into the game. That's when he told me about Ragnarok, and I was just like, oh my god. And uh, so we were geeking out about that, and he was like, when's there going to be a new like superhero game? Um, cause we, he brought up Avengers. I was like, that's gonna be crap, bro. And he was like, well, what about Batman? I was like, there's rumors of that. He was like, man, I just want a Superman game. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I think a lot of people do. I was like, but tell me a good game where you, where you can fly around and the flying mechanics are good. I will say, I will say as much as the game itself was kind of crap, playing Superman Returns was actually really fun. Yeah? Yes. I don't remember it. Now, the really cool thing about that is you could go up to Mach 6. You could mm-hmm. break the sound barrier. So much so that when you hit Mach 6, there was no sound in the game. And nice. you would just fly. And the only way you could do it is if you got above the city and basically just like went into a circle. Just because mm-hmm. at that point there wasn't any game mechanic that had like a giant open world like there is now. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Doing so at a, and at an immediate stop, it actually, mm. like, you had to wait for the boom for mm-hmm. sound to catch up to you. So, cool. like, I, I had fun flying in that game. Other mm. than that, like, not even, let's see here, where's a game that you can actually fly, like, recently? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I guess the closest thing I would say would be, man, I... I don't know a game that I can fly in that you're not in a plane. Yeah, to be so, honest, yeah. Yeah, it's just like... So it'll be interesting. Somebody would have to show me, like, hey, y'all should play this game that has flying mechanics. That's the one thing I was saying. Wonder Woman is freaking Odyssey. Like, genuinely. I literally turned my character into Odyssey so I could pretend it's Wonder Woman. Now, I could, I could see them, like, making one gimmick or one mechanic in the game be constant throughout each one. To just be like, mm-hmm. hey, remember, this is the part that, you know, connects them all. Uh, yeah, but I, I could see, I, I would really want different studios. Now it all be from WB, 
But if you can yeah. get, like, let's say the people that made... I actually tweeted about this uh, once I saw, like, a few clips from uh, Bloodlines. I still haven't watched that movie yet. But I saw a few clips yeah. from yeah. it, and I tweeted uh, the voice actress of that movie, who was also the mm-hmm. night nurse in The Defenders, Daredevil, whatever. Uh, oh, Rosario Dawson? Yeah, yeah, Rosario Dawson. I tweeted Gal, Gal Gadot. I... Uh, also tweeted the uh animated series voice actress Mm -hmm. as well and i said the creators of god of war need to make a wonder woman game yeah that'd be pretty awesome if they team up with wb and make a god Mm -hmm. of like if because i know you haven't played it yet but i just recently beat it the most recent god of war game put that in the realm of dc comics with wonder woman it would be Mm -hmm. amazing i would have so much fun with that you know you have you know, the shield, and then you get to switch the weapons of, like, the lasso and the sword mm-hmm. and quite possibly get other weapons via the bosses that you fight. I think it would yeah. be really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, I'd be down. I haven't got to play the game yet, but I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I wouldn't mind different studios taking on a different hero, but as long as somebody is writing the story for not all of them, but is writing a cohesive story to where they'll eventually team up for a Justice League game. Yes. Like, Darkseid is, like, slowly going to be in every single one, and then they release a Justice League game where you get to be all the characters at once for some reason. Yeah. Like, um, and not be Injustice, because I don't like that game. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, the last video game news we have, for those people that love Fortnite, oh, uh, you're yeah. actually able to play as Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey skins. Which I think is kind of cool. I'm not a Fortnite person, but I always say shout out to Fortnite for actually getting these characters in the game. Yeah, you know, you I know, would love. What to was play it like? Almost some of these characters. Almost like four months now, four or five months since yeah. they did the uh, Batman and Catwoman Batman. one. Batman. Yeah, and I think so, that's pretty cool. And and you it's even weird, you even said but... you know it's crazy it's crazy to think about how much Fortnite pays for the yeah. IP to use that yeah. that character skin. You know. Yeah, and they don't they don't do knockoffs. They get the real shit. Yeah, like they've gotten Batman, Catwoman, now Harley. They have Thanos. Uh, I don't know if they got other Avengers during that time. Uh, they did. Like, they got like the hammer. They got the shield. Yeah, and but they introduce it into the game. Like Gotham City was a part of the map. Yeah, like, which was nuts. Thanos, you were like you had the gauntlet and did stuff. So which I think it's really what? funny though because they were be- Thanos was like a whole different mechanic in the game because I did play yeah. it back then when Thanos was still a part of it. But uh-huh. Batman and Catwoman were just skins, and so it was yeah. a little funny seeing Batman shoot all these people. <laughs> yeah, I I wish they would have put something on there to where he couldn't dance. Like, he's just there, like, no. You know, <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, but anyways, so that is all the entertainment and video game news. We are now going to head over to comics, because there is a lot of stuff to talk about in comics. Uh, we will be talking about, the, of course, the comics that came out this week. But uh, we got news. Uh, one of the biggest things that a lot of people I saw coming out, people have already started cosplaying this, is Joker has a new side piece Dude. in a character known as Punchline. Yeah. And this is going to make some people happy. It's going to make some people pissed. But I think she looks awesome. She does look awesome. She looks like a, like I said, you know, we were discussing this, I think the day that it got announced or it yeah. got leaked or whatever, um, she looks like an alpha, just meaning that she looks like somebody who don't take no shit from nobody. And yeah. 
you did say that Joker is an apex predator, so he yeah. can really be above anybody. And mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, I can understand that. But just, I'm I'm interested to see the interaction that, of course, we will see her go against Harley. They will have a confrontation, and it'll be it'll be different for sure. It'll be 100 percent different. Oh, that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, it's definitely gonna. She will meet Harley, and you know, one of them's gonna get the upper hand. Well, which I think they'll give it a punchline because they don't want to make her seem weak. Yeah. So and it'll I think be very the, interesting. I think it's going to be coming pretty soon because uh, George Jimenez has already uh, posted on Instagram that, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's issue 90. The Which we still have 89 next week. And he said it was so. his design. He said that he was the one that got to design her. And the oh, nice. first look, though, was from Art Germ, mm-hmm. which I feel is kind of sucks. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wait, he Art Germ posted something? Yeah, Art Germ posted that picture that everybody sees from her is uh-huh. the Art Germ photo. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look like his style though. Uh let me let me see if it I can find it. It looks a little real... bit like it looks more drawn to be honest. He's, so it it does uh, look a little bit more like uh Jimenez. Oh, I mean I I guess I I feel like Art Germ stuff's a little bit more polished than this one although like like if you it, if you type punchline dc in the comment uh in google uh-huh. in, in google and go to images the very yeah. the second photo is mm-hmm. the one that it showed as the announcement yeah. and that does look like that looks like you're talking about this one yes that very much looks like art journey you think that think so yeah I just feel like his stuff's a lot more polished than this. This looks sketched out. This looks kind of like a kind of like a clay manny type design, to be honest. It does look a little clay man, but I think it's just the color palette that Art Germ decided Maybe. to use. Now, the one thing yeah, that got I me excited like about this punchline news uh-huh. is it came out either today or yesterday that mm-hmm. uh, punchline is coming for Nightwing. So they're going to have an interaction, uh, Nightwing and Punchline. And I believe it's going to be in, well, it says here, Punchline has yet to make her comics debut, but there's already plenty of hype surrounding the character's upcoming debut in Batman 89. So that's the one where she will be revealed. Uh, Oh, next week. Now, the full reveal of Punchline is in her variant cover of Batman 94. Mm -hmm. So... She's not going to have her own cover for another five issues. So I'm sure that will be yeah. something that's heavily punchline based. But uh-huh. just to know, it says here that uh, punchline is going to be meeting the former Robin in the midst of an identity crisis in the previews of Nightwing 70 and 71. Hmm. Interesting. So it looks like she's going to be around to stay, which I like. Oh, wait, I just read this also. In issue 72, Grayson will seek out Barbara Gordon to fix his identity problems, but runs into Punchline instead. Interesting. So will she be going after Barbara? That'll be interesting. So, yes, Punchline, I I think a lot of people have always loved the Joker-Harley dynamic. Um, You know, some people love it a little too much. 
but I think that with Harley becoming independent, with her getting her own movies, with her being just a superstar now, I don't think you can have her go back to being Joker's side piece. Yeah, no. Um, it, so it would be they're... it would feel very odd at this point uh, for yeah, her to so... to go back to Joker. Yeah, so they bring in this new character, Punchline, which, until we start reading about her, we don't know if she'll be a pushover like Harley was. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I think it would be wrong for her to be on the same level as Joker, because I think you hurt Joker's character more than you hurt her. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, if you want to make her a little bit more feisty or she can hold her own against Joker, but, you know, she still kind of obeys him, I think that's kind of cool. Some people might be against me on that, but I just think, again, I think Joker is an apex predator. He doesn't let anybody tell him what to do. If you, I could go even more controversial, and I think Joker could beat Batman, to be honest, because I think he only stays alive or he lets Batman live because he wants him to break his one rule. That's his main goal. Like, uh, spoiler alert, really we've already wanted... seen Joker win. It's called The Batman Who Laughs. Stop it. That is actually Joker <laughs> and Bruce. That's not just one of them. That is both of them. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so that is uh, the new thing that is going to be coming out in Batman, which is pretty cool. So 89 will be next week's review. So we'll be talking about that uh, next week. But um, the next big update is uh, finally some Tom King news because he was on a podcast recently called Word Balloon. And he gave a Batcat update, which I think is really cool. Uh, still no release date for those of you waiting, like myself. Still no release date when Batcat will be coming out. But uh, we've already talked about this on the podcast before. But Clayman is drawing everything in this book. And so it'll be, which I really enjoy because I do get, like, kind of the end of Tom King's run. You have beautiful art gets ruined by Romita Jr. So I didn't want to see that happen in this book with somebody that isn't as good as Clayman. We saw what Clayman did on Heroes in Crisis, some people might have not liked the story, but it was beautifully drawn. Yeah. So giving getting 12 issues of him drawing just Batman and Catwoman, which, again, we did it in the top 10 review for myself. He had two, maybe even three issues on freaking uh, in my top 10 review because I just love the way he draws Batman and Catwoman. Um, but we found out that there's going to be alternate covers. There's going to be three different covers for every Batcat issue. One will be drawn by Clayman, obviously. The other one will be drawn by Jim Lee and Travis Claret, who I still don't know who that is. How do you spell it? I don't know because it's a podcast. He didn't spell out his name. So, uh, just type in Travis Claret Batcat or something. I don't know. So anyways, this is what Tom King said on the podcast. So uh, it looks like we're going to be getting a lot of covers for Batcat, which is not unheard of. A lot of people usually get an A cover and a B cover. Uh, big titles usually get a third cover sometimes. A lot of the DC uh, Black Label stuff actually get three covers. So this isn't going to be unprecedented. I know, Clay, you were talking about a rumor that possibly Batcat might actually be Black Label. Yeah, there was there. there's still this uh, assumption going around that because the actual story of Batcat is going to be still around while DC goes into their 5G storyline, which is going to set, of course, Catwoman and Batman uh, yeah. up in age. So to mm -hmm. you know not be messy with continuity, what they will do is they will move Batcat to Black Label so that way it doesn't mess quote-unquote with the yeah. with the continuity of 5g yeah so that'll be interesting uh something i was thinking about randomly this this is kind of off topic but it deals with batman writers 
who was before before Scott Snyder? It was uh, what's his face, right? The one guy that's really popular with Batman. He's the longest running. I'm forgetting his name. Morrison, super popular. Morrison, right? Yeah. Do you know who was before Morrison? Um, you have any chance? Because I was just trying to think of this. Has every Batman writer recently have they all went to movies and TV after they left Batman? Because Tom King's already in. Ba- he's doing a movie and a show right now. Scott Snyder's doing a show right now. Morrison's definitely done a lot of TV stuff. I'm just very curious of like, do you get on the Batman title, you get fucking like crazy opportunities to be in Hollywood? It just seems like that's a very like upward trajectory for that oh. the writer. Because the guy that's gonna be taken after Tinian is already in films. So Oh yeah, that's true. Man, so just imagine just Tinian that... writing films. That's crazy. Yeah. That would be nuts. So it's very, it's just something that randomly popped into my head. I was like, oh shit. I was like, that'd be crazy if like, you know, you're writing for Batman. It puts you on the map, you know, for for that particular type of job. So it was just very interesting. I don't know. I'd have to really go back and look and see what other people have done. I'm pretty sure Azarello's had to have drawn, done some movie stuff, right? Uh, I think he did concept art. Or no, no, sorry. Sorry, not uh, Libra Mayo. Uh, uh, Azarello. I, I don't know. I wonder if he's done movies because he's such a good writer. You think he would have some crazy stories? So, um, but anyways, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Just something that randomly popped into my head. So yeah, that's the update for Batcat. Still no release date on that. Um, but uh, Tom King's also writing another secret story, which I don't know what that's going to be dealing with, but he mentioned that. Um, and he's going to be—he's basically writing three different uh, twelve issue maxi series right now which is pretty crazy which uh strange adventures will be coming out in march so uh we'll be getting one of those at least this year and um yeah what you mentioned earlier another batman thing is we are getting dark or we are getting metal what is it it's dc's metal dark death metal yes yeah it's, uh, or, yeah, it's death it metal that's what it's called yeah but but it's called like metal death metal right or some shit like that uh I actually haven't read the press release. I've only heard what other people were talking about. Uh, yeah. So, and also, uh, to answer your question, it was James Robinson who wrote Batman. Before Morrison? Yeah. But it honestly looks like it was probably for an arc. Yeah, so see, I'm talking about the, for the bigger... Longer, a longer run. I don't think yeah. there really was one, to be completely honest. I think it just kind of skipped around. I think the longest running Batman before Morrison was maybe a year. Maybe yeah. two. Well, it was probably Chuck Dixon. Chuck Dixon. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So anyways, um, it's called Dark Knight's Metal Death. Dark Knight's Death Metal. I'm assuming what it's called. Okay. Yeah. yeah Dark Knight's Death Metal is what it's called. It is going to be an ambitious six-issue series that picks up the plot threads from the past couple of DC comic books, including Justice League, Year of the Villain, Batman Superman, as well as the first Metal series, as Earth has been consumed by the Dark Multiverse energy, leaving a few remaining heroes with options to save humanity. With few options to save humanity. But a mysterious figure might be about to change everything if they can reach Wonder Woman in time. Yeah, and also, there will be Mm -hmm. several tie-ins, just like the original Metal series was, which really bothers me because there's going to be a first appearance of someone somewhere mm-hmm. in one of those issues and it's gonna go up in price and it's gonna f- 
flood the market with stupid sellers and it's it's gonna be a annoying. first appearance yeah just same same way uh batman who laughs uh teen titans oh yeah i think it was teen titans issue 12 15 yeah, something, something like that. that i didn't get that issue it sucked i because the drawing was trash i i still own it like it i bought it off of a whim and I think mm-hmm. it's still like anywhere from twenty five to fifty dollars. Yeah, that's nuts. Only price possession I got is bad dick. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's still up there, right? It's got it because like they don't print them anymore. Yeah, it's it's still up prices. there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, shout out to Clay for getting me that extra one. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, so this new idea, if you guys haven't seen death metal or you never read metal you probably missed out some of the best batman content in a really long time because the tie-ins for metal were awesome the one shots i should say yeah i think the one i think the best one shot to be completely honest if anybody wants to go out and buy them um of course you see the other uh batman or the dark knights uh but the one of my favorites is batman lost and that oh, was a yeah. story of just a complete mindfuck of Batman. And I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. That was Snyder King? It was one of those guys, wasn't it? Uh, man, you're I just who wrote that making one. me look yeah, up all sorts of stuff. But as of the... Hey, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, but the uh, one of the better stories that I, I loved because it just gave me that sense of like, oh my god, Batman is a badass... Is still the Devastator story when he becomes Doomsday because it has that thing. It because it answers a question. It answers a question that a lot of people always mention. They're like, Superman would kill Batman in one punch, and Superman's literally telling Batman, he's like, I don't understand because he's gone evil at this point for some reason. He's like, I don't understand why people have ever thought you could, you know, compare to me. He's like, I could smash you in in like a hit. Yeah, and he slices off Bruce's arm. He, like, laser beams his arm off. Bruce is, like, they're about to die. And he's like, see? And then Bruce, from his utility belt, pulls out a Doomsday virus, injects himself, and he turns into Doomsday and kills Superman. It was insane! I still think that the... Well, other than Batman Lost, uh, The Merciless was my favorite. Because... That one that was, was the Wonder Woman That was Woman, the right? Wonder Woman one with Ares. Yeah. And yeah. you see it at the very end. It looks like Batman is being compassionate towards Wonder Woman and like mm-hmm. wanting to save her life. But instead, he's actually reaching for Ares's helmet. And yeah. I was like, oh, "How could you do that?" Like it, it, it. Well, the twist was didn't he do that so she wouldn't have to. No, or no, it, be it, evil? it was he just wanted... the fact that he wanted the power, and uh, it, it, okay. it was. It was written and drawn to make it look like he was going to save her. And then he just kept on reaching yeah. and grabbed the helmet. And I was just like, oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all really fucked up. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Batman Who Laughs, obviously, that's, that one was crazy. Like, it literally had And Joker I'm pretty sure, had... uh, I'm pretty sure me and you still own a copy of the messed up uh, uh, Red Death issue. Yeah, with Mr. Miracle? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I, I was I fucking let y'all's whole shop know about that. Yeah, I, I actually so I, I actually went out and we found two others. And uh-huh. I don't know what Rob did with the other one, but I bought the other yeah. one at regular price. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, this is cool. 
Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, so to give people insight to that story, I am really big on comic book scripts because I learn from them, I study them, just to see how different writers uh, write their comic book scripts because I'm trying to be a comic book writer myself. And I went to buy out a Mr. Director's Cut Tom King Mr. Miracle number one because it was all in black and white and had the scripts at the end. Well, I start opening it and I'm reading it and I'm like, huh. I was like, why is Batman Red Death in here? And I'm like, this is very odd. <laughs> and I'm like, it would go to Mr. Miracle and then it would have like four pages of Red Death story. Then it would go back to Mr. Miracle and I'm like, this is a weird tie-in. And then I just realized like, wait, this is the whole fucking story. <laughs> and uh, I took it back to the comic shop, and they're like, we could switch it out for you. I was like, no. I was like, that's kind of cool just to own. So I'll just buy another one yeah. that actually has the actual pages in it. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of cool. But, yeah, those stories were very – they were so awesome. And I know a lot of people are like, there's so much Batman out right now. It's too much. And I could totally see that. But being somebody that loves Batman, I enjoyed those stories. Just seeing – I loved when they did the um, the name changes, like, for the Aquaman story. Oh, yeah. Um that one was really awesome. Bryce Wayne and, uh, what is it, Salem Kyle yeah, yeah. or something like that. So they gender swapped them, which is really cool. Uh, for those people that complain about gender swapping, there's continuity in it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was kind of cool because it was a female. It was basically everybody was gender swapped on that planet or that version of the multiverse. And, uh, yeah, Aqua Lady, I guess, is Aqua Woman. Yeah. Um, but also, actually, you know, to, to, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, like you were saying, this is a Batman-centric story of metal. Uh, This sequel, Death Metal, is actually Mm -hmm. said to be a Wonder Woman-centered story. So I think that is going to be really cool because he's had his, you know, his playground with Batman. Mm -hmm. He had his 12-issue story with Superman Unchained back in New 52. Mm -hmm. Now, to finally be able to play with the final uh, character of the Trinity... That's really awesome yeah. to have a full-fledged story of each one of the tri- uh, Trinity. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I would love to do too, um, especially if it was a 12-issue story because I think if you're able to – if you have the chance to write the Trinity, you want to do it. But, again, this is something we've talked about just in person. Will this be a Wonder Woman story people remember? Yeah. Because that's one thing we've always – we've – you know, I know this is a Batman podcast, but me and Clay constantly talk about like, what is the go-to Superman story? Red Sun. Everybody always says you got to read Red Sun, even though it's not like a continuity story. Everybody's like, you got to read Red Sun. When it comes to Batman, everybody's like, you got to read Batman Hush. But we're like, what's the Wonder Woman story? And nobody has an answer. They're like, uh, the freaking Greg Rucka stuff. Yeah. And like, but you don't know what's in the story. Like, you, nobody can tell you what it is. They just say Greg Rucka. And, uh, you know, maybe this will be the Wonder Woman story. And I, and it's, you know, I've been trying to read a lot more Wonder Woman because I enjoy Steve Orlando. He's not everybody's taste, but when he writes Wonder Woman, I enjoy it. And so I've been, I read this week's issue of Wonder Woman and I enjoyed it. Um, but I'm still, they always, and I don't know if this is a a common theme, maybe, maybe because Batman's always brooding and beating somebody up, but Wonder Woman is constantly like, let me help you with everything. And I don't know if maybe that's what hurts her stories or it's not memorable is that she's constantly just like, let me help you. Let me be hopeful. Let's go, you know, give these kids and wash the dishes. And like, it's very a lot of that. Yeah. She has her badass fight moments in them, of course, but she also kicks everybody's ass so fast that you're just like, all right, now let's back to helping people. Well, and And another thing with Wonder Woman is the fact that recently a lot of her stories end with hoping 
that yeah. a uh, confrontation would end or love is the answer to everything, which is a very Wonder Woman thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But for, sure. for that to be the go-to in every single story, uh, it, it does get yeah. a little old. Yeah, she's got to kill somebody. Like, she is a warrior. She <laughs> does kill people. Or she at least beats them down to the point where they give up. And, um, you know, that's another confrontation a lot of people have been talking. You, you heard the Gal Gadot stuff, right? About them not using a sword yeah. or a shield in the movie. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting. Although that movie looks gorgeous, so I don't think anybody's going to give a fuck. She uses that lasso so badass. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We hope. Please don't be birds of break. <laughs> um, but, anyways... Um, so yeah, so that is the the a lot, a lot of the comic book news coming out about Batman. Now we're gonna go ahead and finally jump in to the comics of this week, and uh, I'd say let's start off with Catwoman. What'd you think of uh, this first issue, or not the first issue, but you know this latest issue and the penultimate issue, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. because yeah. finally we conclude. see that it is going to end in the next issue. Um, this is, you know. It, it moved the story, but it really didn't. Uh, I guess yeah. the really big thing, and I'll, you know, of course, we always talk about spoilers in these books. Um, the mm-hmm. biggest thing here is the fact that I always forget this woman's name. Uh, uh, Miss Creel. Oh, uh, Miss yeah. Creel is wanting to poison uh, all of the uh, basically rich people that she's yeah. bringing to this party. Or this house party, or this welcome mm-hmm. party, or whatever. And there's rumors of something that uh, that the the guests are getting something, but they're not really sure what yeah. it is. And when they drink it, of course, they all become zombies, like of the Lazarus pits. Yeah. So, you know, we this is a giant just horror like comic. To be honest, this is this yeah. is The Walking Dead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, pretty much. And we get to see. Which I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, it 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 looked really well. Uh, it looked good. Uh, I liked the fact that uh, Catwoman's cats kind of pushed the narrative on how Catwoman should, uh, or what Catwoman should do to progress the story, kind yeah. of. And they bring mm-hmm. her, uh, her old costume, so that makes a return, uh, which I yeah. always enjoy. I always think it looks weird mm-hmm. when she's wearing the goggles. Yeah, but she, I mean, yeah. I enjoy it. I I really liked it, and you know, we saw Catwoman kick ass and got to beat the shit out of friggin' zombies. Zombies. So yeah, so that was pretty awesome. So yeah, one of the other biggest things we happened in this, which I I'd have to go back and read this whole run again just to kind of understand this, but Miss Creole is not a, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be an attractive person, but she's not, and she's got some issues. Like she looks like. She's, like, dying, pretty much. Like, she looks like a zombie herself. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't she go into the Lazarus pit? It's just my question. Like, I'm very curious about that. But I also, like, in a weird way, I think that she is such a narcissist that mm-hmm. she thinks that she's perfect. Yeah, I guess I could see that. You know? Um, or maybe she's confident enough in who she is that she doesn't need to do that. Yeah. So that could be it, too. I just don't remember her talking about that yeah you know what i mean uh so i could be totally wrong maybe they did i just i don't remember it um but yeah so this whole party goes down she ends up turning everybody into zombies and she has actually changed the lazarus pit 
to like she changed it into some other concoction. She put something in the Lazarus water to make these people zombies. Yes. Um, and they're just basically like brain dead creatures that want to kill everybody. And of course, then we see Catwoman kick everybody's ass, and Miss Creole is just like, "Ah, oh, that stupid Catwoman." And she's basically like, you know, I've come to finish this. And and that's basically the story. Um, we do finally get to see her sister move because we don't know what's going on with her sister. I don't know why her sister's in like that vegetative state almost. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but we see her sister actually twitch a little bit and actually start petting a cat. So that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind her sister actually being a bigger character in the future. Um, and maybe being like her villain, maybe being her sidekick or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, because I don't remember why her sister, or if they've ever said why her sister's in that state. I think that'd be cool. But the story's gonna finally conclude, and I'm hoping Joelle she Jones. finally fucking goes back to Gotham. I, I, well, I, I'm hoping Joelle Jones does it too. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping she goes back to Gotham after this. Because I'm tired of her not being there. <laughs> because it already looks like Tinian's trying to ruin my perfect fucking couple over here. <laughs> but um, I just want her to go back to Gotham so we can start seeing that start happening. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was basically all that happened in Catwoman, uh, this week. We just know that it's finally progressing the story, and, uh, it was okay. So, uh, let's go on to Batman and the Outsiders. Another story that I felt like progressed the story, but didn't do much. Um, For sure. I, I, my favorite part of this entire story is the conversation that Batman has with Sophia. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the Batman that I feel should be, and this is a minor spoiler for what we're going to be talking about next, but this is the this is the Batman that I feel that the Bat family needs in uh, in the the next book that we're going to talk about because yeah. they talk in that issue they talk about who they need as far as the Bruce Wayne Batman. You know, he is very heartwarming towards Sophia. and Sophia mm-hmm. being a scared, you know, teenager, young adult, whatever, with these powers that she necessarily doesn't even want is mm-hmm. very confused as of like, okay, because I have these powers, does that automatically make me a superhero? Like, yeah. should I be wanting to do something to revenge, like take revenge for my parents, whatever? Mm-hmm. And Batman says, like, this is, you know, you don't have to take this route. This is not something that you have to do. And yeah. she even says, like, can you make me like you? And he says, never. I am not that cruel. Yeah. Like, I understand that. And you're like, oh, well, what about Duke? And what about everybody else mm-hmm. in the Bat family? Those were very special circumstances. They don't have powers either. Well, Duke does. Duke but... does. But this isn't, like, the, the circumstances that all the Robins had was the fact mm-hmm. that you know, they were a lot younger and they needed somebody to take care of them. Yeah. And Bruce made the, helped them grow. Mm-hmm. Sophia is already a young adult. She can make decisions yeah. for herself. So he is letting her make that decision. Mm-hmm. Now, if she, you know, finally thinks about this long and hard and just says, hey, Batman, I want to do this. I'm sure he will help mm-hmm. her out in a way that says, hey, maybe I can't, you know, be the person. I don't need another part of the Bat family, but maybe I can send you to Wonder Woman or maybe I can send you to Superman or whatever. You know, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. 
but I genuinely liked that discussion. I felt that we have been seeing a kind of like asshole Batman from this book recently. And of course, in the last few issues, uh, he was dealing with the death of Alfred. And so he told Jefferson, hey, you know, I'm hurting. I, I have some stuff to deal with. And in here, he's finally, you know, giving compassion to somebody in this book. Yeah. And it definitely needed to happen for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's definitely what was pretty cool in this book. Uh, other stuff that happened in it was we're starting to see these two, like, factions come together, like, that are separate, that are all trying to go after Rachel Ghoul, um, which is Jefferson is teaming up with uh, Lady Shiva because Lady Shiva wants, you know, Cassandra actual Cassandra Kane that knows how to fight uh, in uh, wants to be back on her side. That's not a pickpocket here, guys. And then we have Cassandra and Duke teaming up with Tatsu to go after the same people, to go after Ishmael or whatever. So um, those are two little factions that are going on here. The cool thing, I like there, there was this little scene which like some cool little like symbolism of Bruce Wayne meeting this like super hardcore reporter detective chick. And she was getting information from him. And he already knew everything she was doing. He was just getting, like, a secondary source. And she was like, it seems like you know a lot about this already. Like, why'd you hire me? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> but there's, like, this cool symbolism where they're sitting in front of this big old bat, like, like demon. painting. Yeah. I, I yeah. quickly realized that. And I thought that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was really it dope. Was, it was and, almost uh, basically saying that, yeah, you see Bruce, but just know that mm -hmm. Batman is everywhere. Yeah, for sure. So I thought that was kind of cool, and I do I did enjoy like that conversation between um what's her name again uh, Sophia the girl yeah Sophia and Batman, and of course I would definitely want her to become part of the Bat family because there needs to be some Latino blood in that damn family. Oh, All I right? would I would definitely agree with you. I would definitely agree yeah. with you. But I could I could definitely see the argument that Bruce says, "Hey, you know, Gotham has it covered." So yeah. I'm going to put you in a place that may need some more help. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, it would be cool if she can go train with Wonder Woman or whatever. And I think that's kind of what I want to see in DC Comics. Like, I want the Trinity to work together. Like, if, you know, Clark saw somebody that was troubled and they're like, hey, I can send you somewhere to be better. And he sends her, sends the person to Bruce or sends somebody to, to whatever. And they get incorporated in those comics. That would be kind of cool. That way you can follow one character's journey through multiple other characters. You just nice. gave the plot to DC Universe Online. Because <laughs> you, you can choose the, the like your mentor or whatever. Yeah, but, I know. I just didn't like the mechanics. Yeah, like I mean, I, I played it for like two years straight and then I got tired. But, uh, but you know, I, I genuinely think that would be a really cool thing to incorporate in these comics. Because, yeah. you know, we see these heroes as larger and li larger than life. And even, like, the, mm -hmm. the B or C or D level heroes know that these guys are the top dogs. So, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm having, you know, there's this person in my city that isn't necessarily bad. But I know that it could swing either way if we don't help out. And they yeah. send Superman to be like, hey... I want to talk to you for a second. And, you know, they decide, okay, I wanted to talk to you about this, but I'm not going to be the one to help you. And be like, I I want 
Green Arrow to help you. And, yeah. you know, bring that kind of new blood into the books so that way there are fresh stories and we don't get something yeah. like a forced 5G to just be like, mm-hmm. oh, we ran out of ideas for these characters. We're going to age them to the point of death so that way we don't have to worry about them. Yeah, or do something like let's just say um, let's just say there's going to be a new Trinity, right? Like everybody has their own new disciple that just randomly shows up. They're new characters. You could spin it off of metal, which was originally supposed to happen. We were supposed to get all these new metas, which actually technically this story kind of goes off of that because there's like these new metas popped up, blah blah blah. Yeah, we know Sophia's a meta. Um, and then maybe they're like, you know what, we, we don't have the time to train you guys, but we know who does. And then you branch them off into a Teen Titans book, which that was supposed to be it was supposed what was originally going to It was supposed to be happen. Titans. They were going to search for the other men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans, whatever. You know, but same thing. It could be Teen Titans, depending on their age. Yeah. And you have them train with them. And then you kind of go in the Suicide Squad route. You know what I mean? Like, you have them teaming up with a random bunch of new people, and you see how they kind of mesh with the group. And if you kind of wanted to off some older characters for the new blood, then you could do that in that book, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that would be a good way to see uh, things progress in the comic books. But let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, of course, the better... There, uh, Granted, there was more Batman stuff this week. We're just choosing not to read it. There was Par- Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, which I think that story ended, by the way. I think it's done. Um, was this the last one? Issue six? I think so. Because I read it all, and at the end, Harley, uh, spoilers for this, because I'm just going to give it away, but uh, Ivy fights herself. Apparently, like, the Ivy that Harley Quinn's been with this whole time was, like, a, like, sprout of another, like, the main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fight each other. And she's like, I'm going to save you, Harley. And then they, like, go into, like, she absorbs her or whatever. So it's kind of be like Ivy's going to have, like, split personalities now, kind of, I guess. Or, like, the, the, the good one's going to try to fight the bad one to try to even it out. And Harley's just kind of sad at the end. Huh. And she's just kind of driving away. And she's like, I'll always remember her as a hero. And that's kind of how it ended. Uh, and that's it just end at the end of it. So when usually when a comic says end, usually it's the end of the story. So, or the arc. So I don't, I think that's done there. Uh, we also got Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, which that was kind of all over the place. I didn't, I, I skimmed through it. And it was just kind of, uh, I'm not a big fan of Amanda Connor's art. So, because that's who, who drew this, yes. right? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but I will say that uh, they brought the Deadpool character back, which I thought is pretty hilarious. The um, Tool Master. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that, that guy's always interesting because he's literally a Deadpool knockoff, which I find hilarious um, because Deadpool's a knockoff of Deathstroke. So I just love that they're just doing it back. And he's in the Harley Quinn comic book, which everybody wants to see Deadpool and Harley together. So I think it's just funny that they made up their own character. And then, of course, there is, uh, what else did we have? We had uh, Ra's al Ghul, Batman vs. Ra's al Ghul, didn't even look at that. <laughs> um, that's, that's on number four. And then Batman's Grave, which was also just, pfft, we're not even paying attention to that anymore. So there was a lot of Batman this week. We're just not paying attention to those because they're not worth your time. Also, I think Gotham City Monsters ended this week, too. Like, the story's done, because I skimmed through that. And it seemed like it was over. Oh. Um, so that might be done, too. Which I was very surprised that that got six issues. Like, who's buying that? Yeah. So, um, but anyways, the last thing we're going to be reading on this podcast or covering is a Batman R.I.P. Alfred is basically what this comic is called. Um, it's actually Batman Pennyworth R.I.P. is what the actual title is. And this concept, 
was really awesome. Um, I wasn't expecting to get something like this. This was a lot more heartfelt than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to get like a, a life and, you know, a life journey of Alfred is what I thought we were going to get in the Batman R.A.P. Like they were going to relive like Alfred's life. But the cool concept of this was that Alfred has died. And in Alfred's will, he has said that he wants everybody in the Bat family to take a night off. And I think that's really cool because they're like, fuck, we can't dishonor this guy's last dying wish. You know what I mean? So they, they and I know a lot of people are like, well, who's going to protect the city? They had enough people to protect the city. It was Catwoman, uh, Duke, uh, basically the outsiders, Batwoman and Catwoman are taking care of the city while everybody goes to this bar to have like a morning for freaking um, Alfred. And... I I was hit or miss on this comic a little bit because some people some of their attitudes were annoying. But I understood it because they're mourning, they're sad, they're upset that Alfred's dead. I was going to say emotions are out. high. Emotions, yeah, emotions are, very, are high. very high in here. And I think that, you know, they made their case for cuz you know, yeah. they are telling their story. You know, that's the one big mm -hmm. thing about this book is that each one tells their Alfred story. And yeah. the only thing that really got me was that in between, they spent more time yelling at Bruce than consoling. And yeah, I, it, it was weird because it was yelling, but also consoling because, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just move a little forward and then we can get back to some of the other stuff. Uh, Tim points yeah. out that, hey, I have been in this situation this is this is my second time being mm -hmm. in this situation because I was there right after Jason died. I saw yeah. how Bruce was acting when Jason died. And he's going to cave into himself mm -hmm. and he is going to try to do this and try to do that. Bruce, you need to kind of deal with your shit, but we still need you. And we yeah. we I know that you can be the person that we all need. And mm -hmm. you know, that is the kind of attitude that the majority of them have uh, that being Barbara, Tim and Jason. And then of course, uh, Damien and Rick Grayson have a different side of it, but we'll get into that now. Uh, you know, when they go into this bar, uh, of course, the, the one thing that they all start doing is kind of yelling at each other and, you know, Rick, not really, because this does take place before the annual, so he yeah. uh, doesn't necessarily have all of his memories back, and he, you know, says, I'm not sure what any of y'all need, but I certainly need a drink, you know? Yeah. Because there's no bartender, of course. And Jason gets kind of pissed off, and he's like, dude, if it wasn't, you, you know, because I think Rick Grayson says... uh that the the butler he he calls him the butler not alfred yeah and jason just pops off he's like the fucking mm -hmm. butler are you serious like show some fucking respect here yeah. man and bruce is just like guys y'all need to cut it out this is not what alfred wanted mm -hmm. and yeah it, we go off to the first story of course of damien telling a story about mm -hmm. how you know Damien being the little shit that he is, the little jerk or whatever, went against his father's wishes and instead of being grounded, went out to fight crime. And mm -hmm. then you see Batman confronting Damien and when Damien like goes towards Batman, he finds out, oh crap, this is Alfred. 
It's 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 yeah. not Batman. Uh, we see Alfred in the Bat costume, and he says, "Like your father still cares about you, and mm-hmm. you know you know that he would be beyond pissed if he found out that you were out here and didn't listen to him. So I'm gonna go ahead and not tell him, and you go home and do what we told you to do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that just showing the compassion that Alfred had. That besides you know, all the stuff that back then Damien was doing, yeah. he sees this for what it is. He's a child and he needs to be, mm-hmm. you know, treated with compassion and treated with, hey, we need to show this emotion to raise him up and not push him down. And yeah. the all these all these stories are very great to show what kind of man Alfred really was. Uh, but mm-hmm. after that story that Damien told, he is still very hurting because he feels the most like responsible for the death of Alfred because he was the one that went into Gotham when he was told not to. And so he feels mm-hmm. responsible. He starts crying and he walks out and yeah. then we move to, which I have to interject there because it was part of the plan. They just didn't know Alfred didn't get out. Yeah. So just to clarify that. So it's a little different because According to Tom King's writing, this is actually Damien didn't go in there willy nilly. He actually got you know word from Batman to do it. Now, the, and then Alfred lied. The reason why I really say it that way is because of the way Jason kind of like says it. Jason mm-hmm. was left alone in Gotham because he's still technically like an anti-hero that you know crosses yeah. the line daily, and so he he's the one that said that. Uh, not every it says here don't uh don't give me that crap barbara i was steering clear because bane said that he'd kill alfred if any of us entered the city not everybody mm-hmm. listened and he pointed at damien so yeah. he is seeing it from a different perspective yeah cuz he wasn't in the loop. yeah so yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and yeah and this then we go to tim's story this story was kind of cool i uh because tim being robin back in that day is still you know, back in the day, they didn't have a very good relationship with the GCPD. And so yeah. whenever they were fighting crime and the police came, they had to book it like immediately. And he shows that here fighting Firefly. And he says he doesn't know how, but Alfred freaking ninja his way in and stole mm-hmm. back his equipment from the GCPD that he had left. Behind. That he had left behind. Yeah. Crime scene. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, too. And then at the end of that, when he's talking to Bruce, he's like, look, I've been through this. It's when he mentions he's been through all this before. He's like, if you need me to move back and help you through this, Bruce, I'm here for you. You just need to tell me. And, of course, Bruce is like, I don't need you. Yeah. And then, of course, he gets all pissy and he runs away. And then that ends up going to... um, Jason's story. You know, Jason's story. And this story was, it was okay. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, him basically like, you know, we'll always be here for you, basically. Uh, even when, like, your guns fail you or whatever. And he's like, oh, this is what I need, you know. That's all I need is these guns. And then it shows Alfred saving his ass when he's actually tied up and about to get shot. And, uh, you know, he just saves him. And then, of course, like, you know, um, the cool thing about this was is he was really the only one not against Bruce. He was like, I get what he's going through here. But um, he was like, 
what does he say? He says, like, uh, he says, but I'm not letting you off the hook uh, entirely, Bruce. I'm not angry, but you need to see how angry the rest of them are and put in the critical brain of yours to fixing it. Uh, oh, before that, he says, someone um, he loved died. He wasn't there to save him. We all know that he feels like right now we're all feeling it. Uh, and he says, or there won't be anything left to fix. That's basically all the quotes yeah. there. So basically telling me, he's like, if you don't fix your shit, you're going to lose everybody on top of Alpha. Yeah. So, uh, and then he walks out. And then, and then it leads to Barbara. And with the whole Barbara thing, I had told this to Clay. I was like, I know Barbara's always been the hot-headed one of the group. Or she's always been the one to tell Bar Batman to be put in his place. Because she's not one of the children. I think she's considered one. But she but even says it here. She, yeah, she never grew up in the manor. Like, she didn't grow up with that. So, I feel like she's always the one that is like, Bruce, shut up, or Bruce, you're doing this wrong. But I told Clay, I always hate when she says that it's Batman's fault. Like, because you picked this life, bitch. Like, this is yours. Your dad's a cop. You know how dangerous this is. Now, I do agree with one thing she has said, and it does make complete sense. Mm -hmm. Now, she does state that in the past year or two, like, their symbol, their bat symbol doesn't mean what yeah. it used to mean because there has yeah, been sure. villains wearing the same symbol that have mm -hmm. terrorized the city the, the city that being the batman who laughs the grim knight yeah. and of course thomas wayne and yeah. she even says like this has set us back like the city mm -hmm. does not look at us the same way and so i agree with that and i agree telling him that is probably a good thing like to rethink how we're supposed to be taking care of Gotham and yeah. which can kind of technically lead into what he's doing in the Batman comic right now with you know the revamping of Gotham City but mm -hmm. you know her getting so hot-headed and kind of stereotypical with redheads but <laughs> you know it it was a little uncalled for but like I said emotions are high you know I can mm -hmm. see in maybe a month or two, them having another confrontation and Barbara apologizing with what she had said. I can definitely see that coming down the line. But mm -hmm. now the final conversation is something that hit me way too hard. Mm -hmm. Of course, my boy, well, not my boy yet. He's, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. But Rick Grayson confronts Bruce and he's like, you know, I I really feel for what everybody's feeling right now. But I can't feel that because I don't remember him. But I understand that that Dick Grayson knew him. And he asks, like, what story would Dick Grayson tell? And Bruce says, like, oh, I know exactly the story. And he tells a story about how there was one particular night that Alfred always went to Crime Alley for some reason. Mm -hmm. And finally, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, confront him, confronted him about it and was like, hey, you know, do you want to go grab a bite to eat real quick? And Alfred told him, you know, hey, I would really like it if you didn't tell Master Bruce this. But the reason why I come here is not because because even Dick says he's like, it, it isn't the anniversary of their death. What's going on? He says, no, it's not the anniversary of their death, but it's the anniversary of their marriage. And I was like, that's mm. so sad. <laughs> but he says that, you know, it's that the, the whole death 
that is that is Bruce's day to mourn. This is the yeah. day that I mourn because I like to think of the life that they lived. And the really thing that has been eating at Alfred's, you know, core since their death is the fact that he talked to both Thomas and Martha saying, hey, you don't need to give me time off because they gave him a vacation. They said, hey, go do this, you know, go have, you know, the week off, whatever. And he says, mm -hmm. oh, but I know you guys are going out. Let me at least take you on this one ride and then take you home and then I'll leave the next day. And Thomas yeah. told him not to. Mm -hmm. And so he got the word about Thomas and Martha at the airport. Yeah. And that's what's been eating him for all these years. And he told he told Dick to eventually tell Bruce one day that mm -hmm. the reason and Dick even said this is very weird to say but I need to say it. Yeah. The fact that if Thomas and Martha both knew what would happen after they died you know bruce mm -hmm. becoming batman saving the world countless times saving gotham countless times saving mm -hmm. these you know four children well five children and creating this awesome family that they would not stop like from being killed again if they had to yeah and that yeah. got me even Basically, more Basically, they would give up their yeah lives they would give up their for... life so that way Batman could live and so yeah. that way you know things could be the way that they are and after that story uh, you know Rick says man you know Dick sounds like a pretty smart guy and sounds like a guy that would really try to you know fix this and, and try to bring the family back mm -hmm. together and while he's saying this he's tacking something on the wall and mm -hmm. he's like well I, I noticed that you didn't share your story but I guess somebody would have to be here to listen and then he walks out, yeah. which at first glance is like, wow, Rick, you're going to be an asshole and not stay and listen. But he tells him that mm -hmm. for a reason. That reason being, mm -hmm. Bruce gets up, grabs what's on the wall, and it's a picture of the entire Bat family. And I got a little choked up. I was like, holy crap, that is awesome. Because yeah. in him saying that, in him saying, oh, well, I guess there has to be somebody to listen, is him saying, go get your family back. Like, you need yeah. to go talk to them and have your life live for Alfred. And I I genuinely like this story a, a little more than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you notice that Red Hood's not in that photo? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's, I wonder <laughs> if the artist just forgot. Like, or was that taken just, like, right before that? You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, we have the family photo that Tom King actually did this story a while back. The family photo story. Yeah. And that's the bigger, more, you know, out there, um, you know, freaking Red Hood story. But this could have been... No, actually... Oh, this is interesting. But it... Technically, con technically continuity-wise, this is wrong. So, because Batgirl's new outfit came after Grayson got shot. Yeah. So, this continuity is wrong. I was gonna, I was gonna uh, say, which... I thought it was... Might be the story... Like when uh, Red Hood started killing again, but I think even that was yeah. after Dick got shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean it could be. I think I actually think time, it was around the same time. 
Yeah, not Grayson was not Nightwing because I I literally tweeted that to Tom King and he was like, uh. Oh yeah 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 I remember that <laughs> yeah. I remember that. So so I think a lot of artists just forget because I don't I don't think artists have time to read everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they're just so busy. They're they're constantly drawing. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Sometimes they're just like, hey, I draw the whole Bat Family, Nightwing. You know, the writer says that and the writer forgets. Yeah. The artist is just drawing it. So, yeah. Continuity-wise, there's a little mess up there because Batgirl shouldn't be wearing that outfit. But other than that, everything else is fine. Um, luckily, you know, at least Tim Drake's not wearing his doo-doo costume. <laughs> so, you know what? That's uh, that's kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this story, too. It was very, you know... It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting something more along the lines of kind of like that detective story we got last week or two weeks ago or whatever, um, where we were learning a little bit about uh, Alfred, like his past. Yeah. I thought we were going to get something like that. But seeing that it was a bunch of stories from the family, I think is just was a better way to honor Alfred. And I think it was really cool. It was It was really nice. It was really just heartwarming to see something like this. And it'll be interesting to see where they go forward like are we gonna just get a whole bunch of just bruce still upset about alfred you know because tinian is i don't know what tinian's writing right now like i said i'm gonna be so mad if tinian does break up bruce and selena because then you're kind of again you're shitting on alfred too because alfred always wanted that like alfred always wanted him to be happy and then if you're gonna just be like oh yeah we're gonna break up selena and batman because of this designer story of her bad past and just thinking that Batman couldn't forgive her past, I mean, come on. He's been chasing her for years. Yeah. Like, he knows she's done bad shit. So it'd be really weird if he's just like, this is too much. I can't do this. You know what I mean? After she was the one that brought him back from the brink of fucking death, pretty yeah. much. And um, so I'm really hoping Tinian doesn't fuck this up. Like, I'm really hoping he's not doing that. Um, but we'll see what happens because there are already some covers out there or like Tony Daniels is drawing some stuff where Selena's crying a lot. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't do this. Although I will say Jimenez dropped a badass looking Catwoman today in her old outfit. Like it was a panel. It looked really, I sent it to you on Instagram. Like it looked really dope. Did I already see it? Like, let me see. Yeah. I don't know. It's all, it's a purple costume, but it looked really cool. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, this looks dope. So Jimenez is going to be joining uh, that run here pretty soon. And I've always enjoyed his art. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Catwoman. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, he's done some really some really cool stuff. And I just like the way she's smirking. She's got the eyebrow stuff. It looks really good. So um, I know you were, before we get out of here, you were talking about a promo that might get dropped for Batman or that's rumored that they're going to use for the movie? You were talking about the Catwoman Oh, yeah, yeah. So, of course, you just recently read this story. Um, mm-hmm. It was... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I forgot the story. Long Halloween? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there is a panel in Long Halloween that shows Catwoman in her purple suit on top of the bat signal mm-hmm. that isn't lit. Uh, and you see the back of Batman looking at her kind of with her with his arms you know his hands on his waist or whatever and it is rumored that uh that will be the first promo photo for the matt reeves batman Uh, of course we won't see uh uh, pattinson's face but we'll get to see kind of what the bat suit looks like from the back and we will hopefully see Mm -hmm. uh kravitz in the catwoman suit 
on a bat signal. Yeah, so um, Long Halloween, fantastic Batman story. That is Jeff Loeb, who I think is one of the better Batman writers out there. To be honest, I think he's done some. He's done some of the most iconic stuff. He did Hush. Yeah. So like, I w- honestly, if I had to say, Jeff Loeb is probably in my top three writers for Batman for sure. Nice. So, because um, he's done some really good stuff. I wonder, was he, was he before Morrison? I'm very interested because he wrote a lot of Batman. Um, like, he wrote a lot of Batman. Well, hush. He wrote Dark Victory. He wrote Long Halloween, and he wrote um, Haunted Night, and he wrote Hush. So hmm. I don't know if he just wrote a bunch of arcs. Probably, maybe, maybe. But I mean, Loeb's done a lot of stuff. So I have to go back and actually see that timeline. I wish they would, you know, go back to the legendary numbering. Well, on I, Batman. I kind of, I kind of want to because. I mean, since we're going to be, you know, diving into this, one thing that I've been trying to egg Mark to do is to have us mm-hmm. on the Comic Book Legion podcast uh, see if we can go to the DC headquarters. And mm-hmm. I would like to, like, genuinely for me, I would like to say, like, or ask, hey, I want to know who wrote, like, action comics from yeah. issue one all the way to current. Like all the writers, mm-hmm. so that way I can do a little bit of history check and be like, "Hey, I want to read this person, or I want to read more of this person." Uh, no. I would like to see that with Batman. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. Um, I've been to the DC headquarters, but I didn't get to go down to the archives. So I, I've known people that have went down there, but I've never, I didn't get to go myself. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how easy it is or how hard it is. But you know, I mean, what's his name knows Clark though, so. Yeah, you know, and maybe he'd be able to help him out. But I don't also don't even know if Clark works in that building, so you know I don't really know because I think they have like they own like two or three floors in that building. Yeah, I which is the I, most nonchalant building there is. I hesitated, and I don't think I should have. Uh, Clark was actually in Austin like last month, and really yeah. for what? Uh, I have no idea, but he was taking some wow. pictures at like the uh, the, the the graffiti. A park mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. uh taking some pictures at like food trucks and stuff and i was like man i kind of want to see if he'll he'll meet and so we can just chat you know mm-hmm. and i hesitated and he up, freaking man. left so we i was like ah, man should have told him we could have drove up there <laughs> i would have been down to meet him that would have been cool um because like yeah i still never even emailed him just because i was like oh because we got the whole thing situated yeah. so i was like all right whatever um, but I do would I would still like to get on that list and be able to talk to him and just see what's going on. I'm just again I'm hoping to build this up more. I got to get the Bat from the Box channel up a little bit more too, just to start bringing in some more audience members. Um, but yeah, no. So Long Halloween, if we end up do getting that like story, it'll be really interesting. It, and it would be super terrible to have Lieber Mayhu's suit in a Long Halloween type story. So I'm really hoping we don't get Lieber Mayhu's design because I think the the suit in Long Halloween is blue. Yeah, it's it's the classic so blue with the long ears. Yeah, and I don't think you would want Lieber Mayhu's suit with blue. So like, because the rumors we've gotten are we're gonna get a blue bat cow and everything, black gray and blue suit with. A, with white eyes. Yeah. That is the original rumor we had. And then the Lieber Mayhu stuff came out, which I'm kind of hoping is... Like, I love that design, but I don't think I'd love it in a movie. So I would prefer just, you know, give me, like, Ben Affleck style, but blue. Yeah. 
maybe a little bit more moderned up. You're going to have to pad this because, you know, what's his name? Scrawny as fuck right now. So, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to give him some muscles. But um, that hasn't stopped anybody in the past. And, yeah, I, you know what? At this point, I don't even think I would mind Selena Kyle's purple outfit. I think it would be weird. But, you know what? I think Kravitz would probably be able to pull that yeah. off. Especially if she's going to be able to act. Like, I'm, I'm just really hoping Reeves was like, hey, I know you've seen Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't give a fuck what you think. Read this book. <laughs> like, I'm just really hoping that he was like, you need to Margot Robbie this shit and really look at this character. Yeah. Because she is very cunning in Long Halloween. Have you ever read it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. She plays Batman, like, so well in that thing. And if she's going to be like that on screen, it'll be fantastic. So For sure. So I'm really interested to see when they're going to drop that because it is filming. That is going to be so safeguarded. I don't think we'll ever – I don't think we'll see the suit in the streets, to be honest. Well, Glasgow. So at the end of this month, they're supposed to start filming a Batmobile scene outside. So by the end of this month, probably in two weeks, we will get our first glimpse of the Batmobile. That's going to so be nuts. So we've heard – yeah, we've heard it's going to be muscle car is what we've heard. So that'll be interesting, but if we can actually see the bat suit, that'll be fucking fire. Like by the end of this month, going into March, like <laughs> so legit. Because I I think in March, and I, I still never got to find the article on this, but PSN. I think you know what? Remember how I told you I thought DC was gonna do their own event? Yeah. I think I got it confused with PlayStation. I think PlayStation's doing their own event. Ah, uh, okay. That they're gonna release all this shit. They're gonna release the PS5. They're gonna release all the games that are supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Too. I think Batman's that's gonna, gonna be, March? be one of those games. I that's what I've heard. Cool. But I don't. There's no confirmation. Like P, you know, PlayStation hasn't announced that. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, a lot of Batman stuff coming out. Sounds very exciting. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This is another jumbo size podcast, which I think we've been popping those out a lot lately. Um, again, I said I was going to pimp this at the end of this. If you guys want to go to over to my other podcast called Let's Start a Conversation, Clay is actually on that podcast this week. It should be yeah. out by the time this goes live. Uh, you get a very different side of both of us in that podcast. That is a real conversation podcast. We do talk about nerdy stuff. We talk about Funko Pops and stuff we're into at the start of the podcast. But then it goes very quickly into very serious conversations. We start talking about the idea of death. We talk about Clay's faith. And, you know, I answer a lot of questions that, you know, normal people might ask about somebody that is into religion and stuff like that. So I think it's a very good conversation. Some parts get really heavy. We talk about some crazy stuff. If you want to learn more about Clay's life, which caught me by surprise during the <laughs> podcast uh i highly suggest you go listen to that podcast it's a solid freaking story even if you agree or disagree with his views in life i think it's just a good podcast i think it's a great podcast to just learn from somebody's perspective of what they went through in life so definitely go you want to pimp out anything about it uh i i will say I will say this. The one thing that uh, will surprise most people when I tell them is I was homeless for a whole year and I talk about it. So yeah. definitely go listen to yeah, it. It was crazy. It's, it's, uh, and I will say, uh, talking about death, we talk about man's best friend and I, yeah, I almost lose it. So no pun intended. Yeah, for real. Uh, so, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so definitely if you want more content after this podcast, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple, go over to Anchor. Uh, just go to my Instagram. I have a link to the podcast on there. 
Uh, and yeah, go listen to that if you want some more goodness to listen to your ear holes. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. He is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Batman is awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Batman!